Hello, everybody. My name is Alex, and this is the sixth episode of our podcast, Reframing Modern Medicine. Our mission is to bring awareness on the evolving treatment choices for the human condition. Today, we interview Isaac Ordonez, a realtor and founder of the Five Diamond Realty Group in Las Vegas. In this episode, we talk about financial health and mental wellness involving money. If you would like to enjoy this podcast with video, please check out our page on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks, and we hope you enjoy. So um, today we got a special guest, Isaac, and uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about himself. So go for it. Share share with us who you are. Well, you said my name. My name is Isaac. Uh, I'm a local real estate agent here in Las Vegas. I was born in, in L.A., but moved here when I was uh, very little. I was about four years old, so I'm pretty much a, a local uh, Vegas uh, resident here. So, um, you know, what can I tell you? I, I love Vegas. I think it's an amazing city. Yeah. Uh, it, there's so much diversity versus, you know, whether it's uh, people, food, just entertainment. There's just so much to do. So I really do love this city. Uh, as far as uh, me, well, I mean, uh, I don't know how much you want to know about me, but. Well, todo, man. Everything. <laughs> We're going to talk about everything. So like, to, uh, do you like tortillas or not? Everything. We'll uh, talk I about it all. <laughs> I don't eat tortillas very often. Really? Yeah, uh, uh, good to um, know. Good to know. Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. Pan dulce? Pan dulce. Oh, all pan right. Dulce. I'll bring that next time. All right. That's cool, man. Um, so you you work in real estate and uh so you've been doing it for how long uh so going on to six years now mm-hmm. this 2024 will be my sixth year uh got into it out of uh it was something i was interested in but it was nothing that never thought that i would actually get into it uh, growing up i didn't really think that i was going to have an office job i really mm-hmm. didn't want an office job i was the whole contrary um my degree is in automotive technology Automotive technology is the study of how self-propelled vehicles move and refers to the creation or design of vehicle technology and the remediation or repairs required. This can involve the engine and other systems, engineering, mechanics, and computer technology. I wanted to run like a shop. My goal was to like try to try to have my own shop. Mm-hmm. And I tried that in 2010 right before, right after or during the recession. And, uh, you know, 19, 20 year old me didn't really know mm-hmm. anything about business. So I, I got into a partnership with a friend and uh, lost a lot of money, about 30K back then. So, damn. Yeah. So, that, you know, now that I look back, there was so many mistakes I made, but it's just I had, I had no guidance. I had nothing. Uh, and then I ended up getting into the banking world. And uh, I, I saw that again with, especially in the Latino community, there was no guidance from uh, or for our community, like as far as banking on, on the different products. Like, right. you know, a lot of people, like my mom had a, a connotation of uh, credit cards. Like credit cards are bad, but, you know, debt is bad. But yeah. if you know how to use it, that is actually a good thing. And so right. educating our Latino community specifically uh, was something that I started really enjoying. And then I met my business partner who was in the same realm of like educating people about real estate. And so uh, 2017, I kind of decided, okay, I wanted to kind of get into real estate. In 2018, I quit my job and became a full-time Real estate agent. Nice. That's cool. You have a, <clears throat> I have a friend back in California. Her name's Leticia. She does that too. She she helps. Uh, she volunteers her time and helps people to educate them. You know, people mm-hmm. that don't that have just come to this country and trying to understand everything. So that's really cool, and uh, awesome. So what did you going back real quick? You said uh, there was thirty k involved. So I'm curious. What what did you learn from that? Uh, thirty k is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, between both of our partners, you know, like we we uh, didn't leverage again, like not knowing debt. Like I grew up with this mentality of don't owe anybody anything. Of course, uh, debt is is not good. Like credit cards are bad. Like you only use credit cards if you absolutely need it. Right. Uh, you know, otherwise pay cash for everything. So right. when that time came, 
you know, I had some money saved up. I actually had tried to buy a house yeah. and that didn't work out. Oh, right. And yeah. so then I had money saved up. So I was like, well, let me start a business mm-hmm. and uh, got into a partnership with a friend and we bought every all of our equipment cash. Uh, and so with wow. with a, a lease that we paid up front for a year, uh, equipment, all that stuff. I mean, it was like roughly about 30K that, oh. that we lost. Yeah. And it didn't work out after that. It didn't that. work out, yeah. So, so now with looking back on it, what, what things would you not do? Uh, I think I would have definitely found like a, a good mentor and I would have not rushed into it because I, I was so excited about it and so like eager to just get the ball rolling mm-hmm. that I just went into it without having like mm-hmm. a game plan. Mm-hmm. And so I just decided to do it. I had um, been let go of my job. So I was like, I have all the time in the world. Like instead of me trying to go get another job, I was like, let me build my job. Mm-hmm. That was my goal and my mentality. But I didn't know anything about what an LLC was or what a sole prop was, right. what a partnership. So we had somebody draw us up some some partnership paperwork. Now that I look back, I'm like, it should have been an LLC hmm. uh, at, at bare minimum. Uh, and just some other things that I could have leveraged credit because mm-hmm. at the time I had, you know, I, I, for a 19, 20-year-old, I had excellent credit. So I could have leveraged credit. And, if, and even if I would have lost it would have been my money. I would have been able to keep my my liquid funds right. available. Yeah, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We've we've been in our office. We've got some few uh, uh, equipment that we purchased, but it was all just loaned out to us, right? So we got a loan for it. They covered it, and then we're just paying it back, and you know, right. so making payments, and it's great. But like you said, the money's and, in our pocket. And if your business does well, no problem paying it back. Yeah, of course. If you know, God forbid that your business doesn't do well, then you know, at least it's not your money and you you can easily get back on your feet right. rather than leveraging your entire savings into uh, it. Absolutely. So. so yeah, so that's a good thing about this podcast today. It's, it's more about your financial health um, and making sure that you're able to provide for your family, provide for yourself, for your future, et cetera, right? That's really the goal of, of all of us, right? I mean, that's really the main mm-hmm. name of the game. Um, so then you... Uh, you you're married is that true? Is that right mm-hmm. okay and so your wife works in she's a her position is a client relationship manager for uh anthem injury lawyers yeah we know who yeah. they are just kidding <laughs> just checking man <laughs> I, said, I know who she is i was just checking <laughs> anyway yeah yeah that's cool so, all right she takes care of the legal and like the paperwork aspect so she does uh which is great because it's a good combination i don't like paperwork Right, which is why we have uh, a great assistant. But um, you know, she kind of takes care of the household stuff, like payments yeah. and stuff. So we don't—I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Amen to that. Those people are amazing. that love paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. So currently, we're we're in your office. Uh, where are you located here? So our uh, office address is 1900 Western. We're right off of uh, the industrial area, uh, two blocks over from the Arts District. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular brokerage, uh, we, we really resonated with them because they have the same kind of uh, moral and kind of same goals, like educating people, helping others, like helping other small businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're big on the media production. So uh, we were, uh, in a, uh, when we were deciding to leave our previous brokerage. We were kind of had already had a foot in the door as far as media goes. Like we had access to a studio, we had access yeah. to radio, uh, and so we really enjoyed that because that was kind of our goal was to just get the word out. Yeah. Uh, not so much like on the real estate, but more on the educational purpose, like getting people to understand that there that everybody has <laughs> options. Just like in health, there's different options. Like you can go from one chiropractor to another; <clears throat> they're not the same. Especially because some are in it for the money. Some yeah. of them, like you, are passionate about what you're doing and trying to help people, right? Yeah, yeah. And, there, and that's a difference. Like uh, somebody like you, uh, somebody <laughs> like us that we're like, passionate about helping others, 
we're going to go the extra mile to be able to help them out versus somebody who's just in it for the money. And so when we came here and we interviewed the broker here, like we, we just resonated with what they were trying to accomplish, what their goals were. Our goals were in line. And then they had this beautiful uh, office space here and they've, really curated kind of almost like a uh, studio like yeah uh, so they have a lot of nice uh, rooms like a lot of a lot of space to be able to kind of spread out and, and hold events and yeah and just uh have people over like yourself yeah this is awesome i mean this is uh i was just commenting on about uh lex over here is doing all this uh you know, recording and everything, and as well as you do, you do it as well. But I'm just like, man, I have a middle school setup compared to what you guys got going on. I'm like, man, it's like build my first podcast, and you guys got it going on here. This is amazing. Uh, and so that, thank that, you. That's how I felt about when we brought on Lex and we partnered with him. Like that's how I felt because like, I thought I was doing pretty well, like video editing, um, especially compared to what I had done in the past. You know, right. I look back at my like, first videos and I was like, oh my god, it's so cringe. <laughs> but now, like I look at, and then Lex comes over and shows this video and. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, That's exactly yeah. how I feel. Shout, so, shout out to Lex because he's, yeah. he's pretty amazing. And uh, if, if anybody's thinking about getting married, he's a primarily a wedding uh, videographer. So, All right, cool. I'll cool. let you know if I get married again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. And then, so you've made a, a this podcast that you have. What is your, your podcast called again? So we have a Move It podcast. My, my business partner kind of primarily runs that uh, part, that segment of the podcast. He uh, has a background in radio. So he oh. actually was like a radio uh, DJ in Hawaii. So he's got... He's got, that, he's got the voice and looks for radio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he primarily takes care of that. We, but we do share the uh, task of creating content for our, our YouTube uh, page, uh, Five Diamond Group. And then I'm also on social media, so you can kind of try to follow me. And that's my goal for 2024. I've kind of laid off of that a little bit. So I'm trying to get back into a routine of consistently posting on uh, social and YouTube. So then the one that you sent me, it's still the five diamond group, yes. right? But that one's just you solo, like in the one that you sent yeah. me. So, you'll, so if you go on our YouTube page, you'll, you'll see um, like anything from video walkthroughs of houses that we either list or we've uh, visited uh, from, you know, $300,000 houses to million dollar homes. Uh, you'll also see some educational videos. My business partner is big on he uh, mental health. So yeah. you'll oh, see some, cool. some videos on, on mental health and how to, you know, nice. kind of overcome any obstacles that you have. And then we also have like your real estate educational videos on how to buy a home. Nice. Uh, just posted a, a market report, which we talk about uh, what happened in 2023 and what we right. expect in 2024. And if you're thinking about buying or selling, like what does that look like for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, not to touch too much on it, but I guess we touch on it. Is that, you know, it seems to me that buying anything here in Vegas is the thing to do anyway, regardless of the timing, because it's, I mean, it's growing, right? It's yeah. going to continue to grow. There's no sign of it. Like, it's not like California. Everyone's trying to a mass exit. Everyone's trying to leave Nevada or anything. Everyone actually is coming here from right. Hawaii, from everywhere, right? Yeah, and I mean, if you think about 10, 15 years ago, especially before the recession, uh, Las Vegas was primarily. Uh, hospitality focused so everything revolved around the casinos and the hotels yeah. so when the recession hit and casinos lost their revenue and income and they got people who got laid off there was really no other jobs 
to yeah. go look for right and now there's so many other jobs you have uh the tech you know you have tech you have medical you have mm-hmm. uh, all the conventions that are coming in because yeah. we're such a hub and now formula one yeah. creating jobs super bowl is creating more jobs like there's just yeah. um and then the ongoing construction i mean for construction workers there's always going to be work here to do we have so much uh, funding in that aspect so yeah so you, and then you have like mark warburg that's trying to do hollywood 2.0 oh yeah you were telling me about that yeah, it's interesting so, all that stuff is going to be very big for Vegas because we no longer depend on one industry. You know, yeah, you get laid off of the casino, you can go get a job somewhere else and no problem, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's amazing. So this is the city still growing and there's talks of professional teams coming, mm-hmm. baseball teams coming. So it's it's a great time to be here. NBA. In, NBA. I don't know about that one yet. And yeah. well, I heard other, other sport but that involves a ball that I can't talk about, but there's <laughs> another team coming too. So, um, but that's awesome. Okay. And so do you offer classes or is it everything through your, like, uh, through the media that you use, like videos and stuff to teach people? Yeah, mostly through the media, but anytime we sit down with a client, it's not just about um, what kind of house you want, three bedroom, two bath, you know, this price range. It's not about that. It's about teaching them the different options that they have, even when buying a three bedroom, two bath house, right? Like different areas and how different areas um, affect you're the value of home, the appreciation, all that stuff, like thinking long-term. So that yeah. way our clients can make a very well-educated decision mm-hmm. when, when they go in there. Uh, going into 2024, my goal is to have a couple seminars or, or even webinars to, to have people over, like a first-time buyer's per, uh, webinar or, or a seller's se- seminar on how to maximize your dollar. Because uh, one of the most calls that we get is listings that sit on the market mm-hmm. that – Agent, other agents can't get sold and we'll get them and we'll actually get them sold oh, for nice. top dollar and so how to be able to help other sellers that are thinking about doing that or think that their home might not sell well how to get that the max dollar for that and how to make the move without feeling stressed because yeah the, you know, yeah how, how, do, how do you manage that how do you recommend like you're talking about mental health how do you mm-hmm. what are the suggestions or activities or what things do you have them do to kind of take the edge off so to speak so uh, we have a great team so I, I my team consists of my business partner myself we have a, a director of operations slash assistant her name is delcia she's amazing she, she takes care of like kind of all the back-end work paperwork and, and client relations and then we have uh three other agents that also help out so one of the ways that we help our clients kind of not feel the stress is we understand that first of all we understand our schedule is uh not like nobody has a consistent schedule right yeah this city either works your graveyard you know oh, swing yeah. shift like there's so many work shifts right absolutely so being flexible having that flexibility it doesn't put stress on the client because now they're not like oh isaac's only available on these days or these times right like it's about them so that's why we have a team of agents so if we're working with a buyer we can go out pretty much any time to be able to go show a property mm-hmm. uh and then if we're and we're communication focused so we're trying to make sure to answer the questions before they even ask them mm-hmm. especially with sellers we're trying to give them as much information possible like uh every showing that we get like you know do a follow-up with the agents of hey what happened with that showing did your clients like it let me get any feedback getting that feedback relaying it to the to the uh, seller so that way they know what's going on Mm -hmm. and and they're not feeling stressed in in the case of um somebody who's looking to sell 
and needing to buy well having them only move once so maybe negotiating a lease back so mm -hmm. where they sell their house have the money to be able to close on the next house mm -hmm. and then rent back their their current their their house yeah and then be able to move instead of having to move into a short-term rental or to families and then having to move again and putting everything in storage like all those things cause stress yeah and so there, there's just so many ways but to me communication is going to be the most important because if they know what's happening if they feel like they're being kept in the loop then they're not worried of like is my house selling why like you know we had five showings <clears throat> are they gonna uh, any of them gonna submit an offer what's going on right yeah absolutely no well, that makes sense that sounds great yeah I, I i encounter that all the time people come in you know we i've started opening the office from 7 a.m to 7 p.m now like mm -hmm. and so that helps a lot because like you said people work graveyard work different hours and we're even open on Saturday, so that helps out a lot as well. But not, you know, I, I give them my, my cell phone number, and sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I should have done that. But <laughs> uh, here we are. So, but um, that's great. And so when you're when you're working with uh, all these people, you work for with a variety of people, right, from all levels of income, I'm sure, mm -hmm. across the board. Uh, Spanish-speaking, I'm sure, the people, first-time buyers, all that stuff. Um, what's one of the tips you'd recommend for someone just, you know, just starting off um, – know to prepare themselves at least to, to get themselves because i have a i have the young lady at our front office and uh, monse and she is preparing herself to to buy a home she's done a bunch of research she's looked at a, she even told me these are the homes you want to look for right she tells mm -hmm. me all this stuff but what other little tidbits do you feel people miss in the beginning maybe that they didn't that they forgot or didn't see like uh, regarding maybe credit or anything just maybe one or two things that you that you see the most often that needs to be addressed more so first thing um i get call sometimes where uh you know people try to do everything on their own first yeah. and then they call me yeah right and then they get a little disappointed because things aren't exactly where they're at so first step i would say regardless of where you are in the buying process whether you're ready to go now or you're thinking about it in next year yeah. um have a consultation because when we have a consultation we're going to go in depth as to what you're looking for what you need and uh, how to get there right right and also meet the timelines because let's say if you have a lease that's coming up in three months well how can we meet that three month uh like time frame right right if you have one that you just signed you have a year well then you're gonna have a lot more time so uh first step is meeting with me getting that game plan set up because then i'm also gonna refer you to one of our top lenders a lender is a financial institution that makes loans directly to you a broker does not lend money and whether you use a broker or a lender, you should always shop around for the best loan terms and the lowest interest rates and fees. Yeah. And my suggestion is always shop around on the lenders. You have to feel 100% comfortable with who you're going to be hiring uh, as, a, as your lender. Like your lender is the second most important person because if the lender can't close, like they can, somebody, a lender can promise you everything. Yeah. But if they can't close, it doesn't matter what they promise you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you're going to be way more stressed out. Of course. But if you have 100% certainty, you're 100% comfortable with that lender, then you're good. And the lender, let's just say that they run your credit. You're like, well, I'm not ready for another year. Well, have them run your credit because if you're good now, then you're just going to maintain what you're doing now Keep and you'll going. be good in a year. Keep right? Going, yeah. But if you're not good, it's good for you to know now. Because now you have a year to fix whatever you have, whether yeah. it's get more income, get a raise, get a different job, pay down some debt, you know, 
Uh, maybe you, some, some people co-sign for uh, family members, right, on a car or something like that that could affect you. Mm. Uh, and we can talk about ways of re- you know, releasing that liability from you where mm. it doesn't affect you. But some of it takes time. Okay. So uh, even if uh, you're not ready now, like if, even if your goal is a year or two years or like Alex who's 18 is not, probably not thinking about buying a house you know, anytime soon, but knowing what steps to take right. is going to get you ready. And so when the time comes, you're you're good to go. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. I'll make an appointment later. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right that's great. And um, so now talking about a little bit about health and stuff like your health, you 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 come to see me obviously, and you've had experience with other uh, professionals as well. Um, you actually, in fact, have a, a little get together that you get. Uh, what what do you call it exactly? That little get together we had that this uh, was a few weeks ago. Or networking event? Yeah, it's yeah. just a little networking event. Uh-huh. That's how it is. There's no name to it or anything. Really. No, just a uh, business networking. Better business networking. And so that that's pretty cool and fun to meet people uh, from different professions and, and to talk about you know what they do or, or at least hear them out. And um, I think that was very uh, that that was very educational for me because you know in my world I'm just like I just need people walking in the door. I don't you know who do I need to know really right? And so we get to know each other and now. Uh, like I said, you've come in to see me, and you've enjoyed the experience. You, you you've gone to other chiropractors, I'm sure, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what was your how was the difference in in your opinion with that experience from one to the other? Um, so I've always been used to walking into a chiro, and then 10, 15 minutes later you're walking out. Uh-huh. Like there's no uh, like personalization. There's no like care, almost like no care. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I've always felt, you know. Yeah. Um, that's why I've never really made it a point to go consistently just because I was like, ah, it's just, you know, it's just quick. Like, it's like going to fast food, basically. Like, <laughs> it's how I've, I, I would picture it, right? Like, yeah. it's not, going to McDonald's is not the same experience as sitting down at, you know, a five-star restaurant, right? Right, right. Um, so, with you, it was very different because one of the first things that you did was, like, relax me mentally, yeah. right and you even said it like you know we're all stressed from like just rushing to get here and like i was i was like rushing so i'm like kind of like on, on edge because i'm yeah. like i don't want to be late uh and so you kind of took that few minutes of like hey just relax you know forget about everything and then you went to work and so just like that little difference made a huge difference for me because it's like man i i, I want to keep coming back right right and so i think those a lot of people forget that we're all people we all have feelings, like we all have different things we're going through. And so just like taking that moment of just like, hey, like, yeah. how do you feel, Dr. <laughs> Ricardo? Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, let me, let me, let me get you at ease first. And right. so uh, that definitely was a, um, a, a huge difference with your practice. And then I just, uh, well, I had met your, uh, um, the other doctor. Uh, Dr. Tony, yeah. Uh, was it Dr. Tony? Oh, no, Dr. Uh, Dylan. Was it the other well, guy? Well, I met both of them now. Yeah, but you met us all now. Was, was it tall one? Uh, Dr. Anthony Marino. Yeah, Marino. Yeah. Dr. Marino. So he was he was good. Uh, you know, all same thing. You know, like very personable. And then uh, Dr. Dylan. You know, he you know told him about uh, my particular issue, and he was just like, okay, let's let's focus on that. So again, like it made you, f- it made me feel like, okay, you guys actually care. Right. Whereas the other ones were just kind of like, eh. yeah. You know, let me just crack you here and there and slap you around go. and out the yeah. door. <laughs> <laughs> La Santa de Banana get yeah. you out. <laughs> get you out, bro. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you, you and I are trying to do the same thing, right? We're trying to make it more of a personal experience that people enjoy and have everything that um, benefits, you know, the person as well as ourselves and really truly um, 
you know, provide that personalization so the person feels like, you know, they're, they're, they're not just another number and they actually are getting an experience that maybe they uh, will enjoy. And I mean, that's the name of the game anyway, but um, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Um, and so have you ever, are there other medical providers that you've encountered that are like this in your opinion? Is there anyone else? I'll be honest. I'm very um, like anti-doctor. Oh yeah. Like I just don't see the, you know, I've been to doctors. I've, I've, you know, a few years ago, I had like an inflammation in my, uh, on my neck and side, and it was just like painful, and like nobody could tell me what to do. They were just giving me the run around, and oh, know, the doctors yeah, were just the giving doctors, you, you know. And then wow. at the end, they were just like, "Well, I'm just we're just gonna give you some anti-inflammatories and hope that goes away." Damn. And to me, it was just like hope, like you know, like <laughs> paying you all this much money. I mean, I'm not me but the insurance right right like, of course but at the same but i'm like you know and all you can tell me is you hope this works Damn. what if it doesn't right and so i've always been kind of like anti doctor because i never really felt like they actually care right, right? they're just i've always felt like they're just there after the money you know and so right um but i am big on on like mental health and like physical health like we get massages quite often because of our job our jobs you know can can be stressful we're dealing with in my case we're dealing with a lot of uh a lot of money people's money yeah uh, earnest money deposits are, are can be high sometimes so um you know that to me is very stressful to make sure that we get we secure their money and never mm. put it at risk unnecessarily and so I'm, we, my wife and I make it uh, kind of a point to get a massage like at least once a month or yeah, uh, at, you know, every other month at bare minimum. Yeah, so yeah. adding to to that, like the the Cairo was really helpful. Um, mm. So to me, I, I I see the benefit. I see a long term benefit when we live like a much like slower life or like a much calmer life. I I can feel better. Than yeah, when right. I'm like stressed out. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Well, you perform better too. We all perform better when we're more at ease. Otherwise, it becomes a bit of a nightmare, and uh, it's a daunting task of you know having to deal with everybody. And you know, with what I'm starting to realize now, the more successful we become, the more people and the more work there is, which is good. It's a blessing, right? Um, but at the same time, like you said, it goes back to that stress. Uh, that stress that you you need, but not so much that it really affects your life and mm-hmm. it, it becomes a problem um so uh, what do you what things do you see today here in the city that you feel need to be addressed more to kind of uh, help everyone else along i mean obviously you're doing it with your real estate and informing people but other th- what other things do you see um that would be beneficial for the city here in the community i mean informing people doing your little networking things is there anything else like in the future that you feel that you want to do uh, for me personally, it's a great question. For me personally, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of helping other small business owners, mm-hmm. especially the ones that don't have the resources that the people that have a lot of money or have a uh, franchise backing to that, right? Because when you buy a franchise, well, you know, some head, some big shot attorneys kind of set the game plan for, for that and they just have to kind of meet every single thing. So the success rate is going to be a lot higher than somebody who's starting from scratch. Right. So I, I've seen that... Uh, kind of, I guess, informing more small business owners of the resources that they have through, like, the small business, uh, mm-hmm. like, the the, uh, the government help that they have. Like, there's uh, classes that you can take on different uh, aspects that can help your business mm-hmm. that are free oh. uh, that you can, you know, just you just got to make time for them, right? Right, absolutely. Uh, and so helping small business owners do that, like, the media was one of the reasons why we wanted to do media was because uh, we understand that, the 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 way that things are going is 
we're nobody's really watching TV and nobody's really watching commercials. No. But we'll sit there for two, three hours on YouTube and watch all these videos, right? Right, absolutely. Or, or listen podcasts on the way to work or whatever the yeah. case is, right? Yeah. And so ha- having those um, resources and having like that available where and it, that's affordable because things are so expensive like going to groceries is, is expensive right yeah absolutely and so i can i i definitely see a need for that in especially in the small community and small business community so and uh and as far as the other one just kind of like helping each other out like i i, I that that was the whole reason for the business networking was to help other small business help each other out you're right. a small business the other ones were small businesses and they all help each other out like if we can all help each other out we just create a, a stronger foundation for everybody right yeah absolutely that's good that's true and i think that's what's lacking i think in different cultures and other people they're they're more united and together and you see that culturally like when they're when they're closer together and, and there's a lot more of a tight-knit group the success is spread around it was a chiropractor i spoke to in california uh, that I did mentorship with, he was a bit of a mentor, and he described it that way too. He goes, "Under the sun, we're all going to be able to, you know, win, and and there's enough for all of us." Exactly. You know, and not try to hog it all to yourself, but yeah, yeah greed, greed is definitely. Um, a, I think it's, I see that way too off, too common. Yeah. You know, and and there really isn't like like a need for that. You know, city's mm-hmm. growing. If you're good at what you do, if you truly care about people, people no. are going to come to you. Yeah. Right? They'll pay the price. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I always compare it to like restaurants. Like, there's mm-hmm. restaurants that I go to. Food's not that great, but service is great, and I'll keep going back. Yeah, right. Food could be great, but if service sucks. I, you know, I'll really think about going. Yeah. Even if you know the food is amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, people, how we treat others is like a, a huge, huge part of how you can really build a good business and so right. if i'm always like you know even with other real estate professionals that i work with uh i'm always there helping them out with whatever i can because i don't know when the day of tomorrow i'm gonna need them to help me out right, right? absolutely and so if i'm always hogging the, this information if i'm like no this is like if you were part of my team then i would help you but because you're not i can't help you like that that to me is, is yeah. greed and you know it isn't gonna make me yeah. better at what I do, right? Yeah. Well, it's a competition, right, yeah. from that perspective, right? You're yeah. trying to compete, and then it's overwhelming to, to think that, you know, you you can't do and achieve small tasks that aren't going to really affect the other person, truly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, or trying to protect that information. So where do you feel that comes from? Do you feel that comes from, you know, like your family? Is your family like that? Or did you learn it from, like, uh, maybe a, another group or a class? Or, you know, how do you feel that developed within you? I mean, I'm sure it's naturally that's who you are. But where did you pick up most of it to, to feel that um expanding that the desire to want to help in that way yeah no um it's a good question i've actually never had anybody ask me that but i guess uh I've, my parents my parents are very much like that they're very uh selfless they're, they love helping others uh but also uh through our religious beliefs because uh we have a very uh, strong religious inclination so uh we study the bible quite quite religious religiously yeah, uh, yeah. but you know th- that's one of the things that that we learn there, you know, is, is help others, you know, mm-hmm. there's more happiness and giving than receiving, right? Like that was yeah. famous words from, from Jesus. Uh, and so, and, and that's really true. Like I honestly, my success, like I feel like my success is the success of others. Like I love seeing others succeed. Like I love uh, helping other businesses because when, when I see those small businesses grow, you know, I, I just, I, I get very happy and very excited about that. Yeah. And so, 
Um, that's cool. That, that doesn't. I'd say that. I would say that's not too common. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe I'm not in the right circles. But I didn't say it's too too common. And so then, where's your family from? My parents are from Mexico. Uh, uh, what, they what were they were raised in Mexico City. So that's oh, kind of okay. like what I know. City. Mexico City. So best tacos ever. I'll have that debate with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say like TJ and uh, like you, you've ever had Mexico City tacos. Yeah. Oh man, they blow those out of the water. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, yeah, and so they grew up there, and then they they migrated here, mm-hmm. and so they they've been here for a while, I'm sure, and um, and so through that that experience you noticed everything that they did and and so that led you to today you'd say yeah a lot of it yeah a lot of a lot of what i do how i feel like everything that i'm trying to accomplish has a lot to do with like the 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 mistakes i've seen my parents make right for example is like my mom used to run like a small business but she never called it a business Mm. she never really like formalized it as a business right right and so now that she's retired like she really doesn't have anything to show for it Right. But if she would have built it as a business, like she would probably be very well off right now. Right. But it was just that that mentality of like not knowing, being afraid, and then not knowing right. um, those resources that they had. You know. Right. And I think that's so. That's a a topic we talked about. I think with the therapist I had on once, and so much of a so many of the the people who migrate here, you know, my family did as well. They generally are focused on surviving and not disrupting that this environment that they've this atmosphere that they've come into and and not cause any problems because they're just trying to make it because mm-hmm. they're like hey i like this i want to stay here how do i maintain this without you know staying you know low profile so to speak mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes is like you said the fear right that drives yep. us to not want to do anything and it, it affects us uh, emotionally in many ways because then some of us, not not like yourself, but some of us stick to that mentality and, and move forward that way. You know, I've got relatives and friends that move and continue down that path. And even patients that come in that have, at the age of 69, this guy's telling me, like, all I knew, I never had a mom or a father, right? And there's his example. And he tells me, because I, don't, I never had that, I just worked. So, so from the age of four or six, wow. he's worked all his life. And so he comes in and then he's telling me, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, you know, something's a little off. I told him, you know, what's going on? And it was that mentality of like, I have to work. I have to continue to, to do what I do, but I can't right now because physically I can't and it's driving me crazy. And uh, that uneasiness and that fear of like, okay, what am I going to do now? But, you know, that that really affects our mental health because we, we continue to think that we need to be going down this path or like you said, just avoid everything and just work and I'll make money. Everything will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. And now I think, at least for you and I, our generation's figuring out that, you know, we can invest amongst each other and really grow and really make this place a better place for all of us right and, uh, and especially like i think the latino community has that you know that uh negative uh how would you say like you know like a negative thoughts of like talking about your feelings or like being you know yeah. uh, being scared of things like that's just normal right like you right. shouldn't you know, like you said something like you're staying in where you are because you're comfortable and this is working and, you know, the what ifs, right? Yeah. And, and there's always the what ifs. And so uh, if it's not broken, why fix it kind of thing, right? Right, absolutely. And, uh, but risk sometimes has a bigger reward. Right. right? You know, you, like um, I think of you, right? Like you could have just not gone back to school and gone become a Cairo, but, yeah, you know, the risk has... Yeah. a bigger reward than that yeah absolutely I, and i think there oftentimes there isn't enough of it 
uh, around us are like, you know, we're not exposed to it enough or, or see it. There's no face to it sometimes, you know, um, at least from a professional standpoint. I think, you know, you see movie stars, you see people like that. And, um, you know, these, these individuals represent that. But I think professionally speaking, it's it's hard to make it out. It would depend on where you come from and where you're in. But um, overall, yeah, the lack of expressing the emotion the concerns and so it's funny right we had this conversation with a with a i think it was a patient mind or it must have been a friend i don't recall and we talked about how back in the day you know there was like you said there's no conversation about how we feel and i i suspect that you know coming from a different country like you said it's all about work the mentality at least for the latino community for the most part is work you're gonna you're gonna come in you gotta work and that's what it's all about you have to just kick butt keep it going um so in that, there's no time to really reflect on what's going on within you. It's just like, I have to support this child. I have to do this thing. There's no time. Now, now like the, us that are like second generation or maybe more, it's like we're able to stop and really reflect on like what the, what the heck just happened in these last 20 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And then we're able to really, you know, assess it and then move forward with it, right? Like whatever that may be for what that looks like to you or for me is, is a little different. Um, but like you said, learning from those mistakes, learning from that and, and building from that. Um, are there ever times that you feel that trying to learn from them, have like maybe the, 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 that lesson is like more difficult or too hard for you and, and maybe you haven't gotten to that point yet? Is there anything like that in your life currently? No, not really. You know, so I've my 20s were like a rough time, right? Like I, I look back and I think about my, all the mistakes, but I'm happy that I was able to kind of get that out of the way in my early 20s because uh, now that I'm in my mid-30s, you know, I think very differently. And that, to me, has, like, those are life experiences. And with experience, you get, you know, more wiser. Yeah. So, right? So, uh, to me, like, I don't look at that in a, in a bad way. Uh, I kind of take it and I say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did it. And I'm, now I'm hoping that I can use my experience to help somebody younger to not make those same mistakes or allow them to make their mistakes, but then let them figure that out and, and how to kind of overcome those obstacles. Uh, but uh, my, my wife and I like kind of one of the reasons why I think we are so well work well with each other is because um, she's big on health, mental health. And we, one thing you mentioned, like, you know, the Latino community is like work, work, work. Right. But it's specifically for men. Right. Like, the man, like in a Latino, you know, in a previous generation, the, the man was the one that was supposed to uh, hold the house like, or uh, maintain the family, right? And, yeah. and get everything provided, uh, provided right? Yeah. Uh, and and the, the wife stayed home and took care of the kids, right? And that's kind of how I grew up. But in, if I think the Latinos or anybody really, you know, not just Latinos, but anybody, it's all about working together, right? Especially mm. if you have a partner like in my case I have a wife like working with each other because we can help each other grow and better ourselves and and really just being open about uh, our own mistakes Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable and being humble enough to admit that hey we're all gonna make mistakes yeah we're we're human we're we're imperfect we're gonna make mistakes and so how do we uh, improve ourselves on a daily basis you know there's there's we all you know at one point or another lose our temper or get, you know, get overwhelmed or get frustrated or whatever. But how do we better ourselves for the day tomorrow? Not just for our spouse or our partners, but for ourselves to mm-hmm. be able to improve in life. Because I want to look back when I'm 45 and look 
up my growth and not be like, I'm the same person I was when I was 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on the footsteps of that. Yeah. So yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. So in the relationship, so you touched on that. So finding a partner, you feel that um, has the same maybe uh, enthusiasm and, and goals, would you say is kind of uh, the best match for you? Or did that develop as your relationship with your wife, if you don't mind talking about yeah, that? So I, I think w one of the biggest keys to a great marriage is, is the humility that both of them have to display. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I mean by that is both of them have to be able to recognize that both of them are going to make mistakes at one point or another and then just kind of work off of that. Mm -hmm. And then having that open communication of like, hey, you know, Ricardo, you did this and you hurt me and, you, you know, this yeah. is how I felt, right? And yeah. then nobody likes to be corrected. Nobody likes to be told what when they did something wrong, yeah. right? Yeah, kind of. It depends. <laughs> but, you know, Sometimes it's needed, right? Well, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, really it's needed. always needed, yeah. but yeah. nobody really enjoys that. Like nobody mm -hmm. like comes and sits down and, Ricardo, tell me what I did wrong, right? Like I'm excited, you know? <laughs> well, I would ask Lex. I'd be like, what did I do wrong, Lex? Lex would be like everything, bro. <laughs> Yeah, and so, but in a relationship, right, like, you know, you, you want to get to that point where you can actually have that conversation and say, okay, this is, you know, this is what I didn't like and, right. you know, how can we improve? And I always say there's there's negotiables and non-negotiables, right? Right. And so when you're getting to know somebody, in my case, like, that was my thought process going into when I was dating my wife was the, the negotiables and the non-negotiables. And the negotiables is like, she told me, she's like, I don't cook. So she's like, wow. you know, she's like, we're either eating out or you're going to have to cook. And I was like, cool. Like, that's negotiable to me because I, I like cooking and oh, nice. I, I don't mind that, you know? Yeah, nice. And I told her, I was like, hey, I, I, I really don't like doing dishes. She's like, I love doing dishes. I was like, perfect. You know, like, <laughs> nice. worked out, right? And those are like the negotiables, right? And then there's the non-negotiables, the things that you cannot, when you look at somebody, you go, I can never be with somebody like this, right? Uh, has mm -hmm. maybe no ambition, no goals, no, no like planning of, of the future. That to me was like non-negotiable. And so um, really like kind of understanding those things. And to me, that came as I was older, because if I would have gotten married in my early 20s, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would, one, be happy or two, be still married. <laughs> yeah. And so right. again, back to like life experience and yeah. Like going through my twenties and getting, I got married, you know, two years ago. So oh, I'm, I'm cool. newly married, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, though, again, the way I think of the way I think of life now versus how I think about it ten years ago is very, very different. Yeah, I, I, I feel that when you're at that age, when you're in your twenties, there's definitely this. It feels like it's this never-ending energy that you have. That's just your, for me, at least for myself, maybe, that you're just trying to get out. You're just like, I want to see and touch and feel the world and do all these things that's just like, oh, this is amazing. Let me see this. Let me touch that. Let me let me go experience this. And I think that subsides as once you hit about, like you said, in your 30s. Once you hit 30, you start to realize like, okay, not everyone's doing that anymore. Like, and now you've kind of gone through that cycle. There's only so much you can do, but it, it, it's the same uh, kind of cycle of of like yeah it's it's exciting and then it's like all right I've done it now what and I think your that energy that you have kind of starts to maybe decrease slightly and you're able to stop and actually just look around instead of just react to everything mm -hmm. right which I think we all do I mean like you were saying you know we we want to make sure that we listen the humility that you speak of um, 
it's definitely a difficult thing to do if you're not used to it, which is another thing, right? Another topic, like because of your upbringing, maybe you, you were exposed to that more often. Is that where you were exposed to it more often? or No, I think that was something that came with age and time. Yeah. You know, it, it, I think part of growing up is realizing that certain attitudes that you might have had yeah. aren't appropriate or, you know, right. aren't necessary. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, when it comes to business, I'm very, like, very business focused. Like, I, I have a very, like, deep personality yeah. where as, like, if we go out and have, like, drinks, I'm very I. Like, I'm very, like, you know, I can be very social. Um, but when it comes to business, I'm very, like, hey, I just want things done. Right. And so, uh, again, like, I think of if my business would have worked out when I was 20 years old, I don't think I would have been the best boss back right. then, right? Because yeah. I would have been kind of a jerk to everybody, right? Yeah. And and so having to, like, really think about that. And, like, even now, like, I still go into that and I have to, like, step back and be like, okay, this is not, like, who I am. And this is not who I want to be at least, right? right. And so I have to, like, really step back and be like, you know, calm down and, and, re- right. and relax and, like, don't think you know to me business is like business right so like yeah i gotta kind of like relax and just let let things go sometimes um but that just takes time and again i i I really i think the key is humility because you really have to look inwards and say okay Mm -hmm. is this who you really want to be is this who you is this the reputation you want to have right or not and if it's not then you have to make changes and that's tough yeah that's always hard because it i mean i don't know about yourself but it always seems like you want to make this change, but you also have to like set up this trap where you're like, Oh, I'm acting like that again. Boom. And mm-hmm. then close the door and be like, I got him. All right. He's acting like this now. Now, now let me, let's, let's pull him out of that box and be like, Hey, we can't do that anymore. We got to chill, you know, and yeah. figure that out. But, um, and it's hard to stay true to yourself too, like while doing that, because man. it's easy to, for you to start becoming somebody who you're not, yeah who it's going to be a challenge to be every single day right so how do you stay true to yourself and still grow and still change those certain maybe tendencies that you want to change right and so what uh mentors or heroes do you feel you have we'll go with heroes what who do you look up to would you say now given everything you've gone through and and at this point who do you look up to 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 kind of maybe for the future uh, besides Alex, <laughs> besides Lex, Lex. sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm pretty short, so I look up to people. Right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're on the same. I'm like an inch taller than you, bro. <laughs> it's like we're in the same boat here. <laughs> the, um, heroes, I don't know, man. I, I don't really um, like think of anybody as a as in this, like a, a hero, but I do have some great mentors. Yeah. And so um, I've always loved to hang around older people because love learning about their experiences right. and they see things differently right even from a young age I, I used to always hang out with older people i was always the young one of the crowd um so as far as heroes i'm not really like i don't really have uh anybody but like for examples i, I really admire people that have discipline because mm-hmm. that's something that i'm working on and like I, yeah I, I tell uh i told my wife 2024 is going to be the year of discipline for me because yeah. i need to work on that so anybody who has the discipline like people that wake up every morning and go to the gym right five in the morning and, yeah. and i'm like I, I don't i don't have that as you can tell <laughs> <laughs> um you know but just in those kind of aspects like my cousin my cousin's uh he's phd uh he's a doctor uh, does uh he's uh like a social worker PhD. I don't even. Oh, really? I don't even know what exactly he does, but I know he's he's there. He helps people out, and I admire that because he could have 
he's he's one of the smartest people I know. He could have gone yeah. any route. Oh wow! But yeah. he decided to go and help people out, right? Yeah. And so that's something that's very selfless to do, right? It's honorable, he could have been yeah. making money, some, doing something else. Yeah. Uh, my business partner, my business partner, had gone through a lot of trials and a lot of uh, hardship, and to be where he's at and have the um, the, the attitude that he has mm-hmm. is is very like heartwarming to to know that you know the things that. I'm going through it's nothing compared to what some other people have gone through so yeah yeah that's yeah people have gone through some interesting things and you can't mm-hmm. tell I mean just by looking at them like oh no they've gone through quite a few things to get to the this point and um I I, I think we're you know we're all still growing and, and trying to achieve uh, the pinnacle of who we are I think mm-hmm. right would you say and and in the current state like I I look at the situation and, and try to evaluate like okay well who do i maybe want to be like and then definitely who i don't want to be like we all know that that's i think that's pretty easy straightforward right i don't want to be this i don't want to be that um but with that i i i feel that you know there's a dark side to it and there's a like in this in this place there there's a lot of males obviously that aren't maybe responsible like you know, with the family and things like that. I encounter a lot of single moms and things of that nature. Um, you know, it could have been the mom, could have been a lot of things. But I think today now is, is it's a very difficult time for anyone that's a single parent in general, not just moms, but anyone who's a single parent. So what things do you feel, and I know maybe you're not the expert in this, but maybe you've encountered it. Like, what, what do you feel us as males need to do to kind of better the situation for like our partners i mean what you do is what you say it makes a lot of sense but you know, there's a lot of people who are kind of lost and don't have that mm-hmm. sense of direction where do you recommend they go or what what things or maybe information should they be exposed to so that males can like be more represented in a more positive light in in some way so that we're able to cultivate that family those family values that you know maybe have been lost over the last few decades uh you know i think a, a big uh, key is who you hang out with you know yeah. If if you know if you hang out with people that are like minded that have those goals, yeah. they're, they're going to instill that that same discipline in you, right? Because uh, if if you hang out with a bunch of single men that are out partying every single uh, weekend, mm-hmm. then you're going to end up wanting to do the same thing as they do, right? And yeah. if you're a father or you have family responsibilities, you know that's not the smartest yeah. move, right? Not saying right. that you shouldn't go and have fun. You know, but you also have to kind of have that same mindset. And yeah. so definitely having a good social uh, network mm-hmm. is going to help. Uh, for me, like I said, you know, being uh, spiritually inclined and, and really just kind of reading the Bible and actually putting it to practice is not just about reading it and just saying, mm-hmm. okay, I read the Bible and I, you know, <laughs> attend my meetings and, 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 and do this, right? Like it's right. actually like putting it into practice and it goes back to humility, right? You have to right. be humble enough to say, okay, this is where I need work. Yeah. And if and I think that's the, the first step to to anything is recognizing where you need improvement and then setting a game plan of how you're going to improve. And if you're not a religious person, then you have to kind of maybe find your a way uh, to get that uh, that resource or that information in. But one thing that I've personally noticed because I besides you know being active in in in, in my religion and, and reading the Bible, I also try to read as many other books. And we go to like seminars, and you know they always have the uh, like the motivational speakers. Oh right? yeah, those are fun. Yeah, man. and they're great. You know, like it's they get you all pumped up. But a lot of times when I start reflecting on what the message is saying, a lot of it is 
like 90% of it is what the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for those who are like maybe don't like reading the Bible or think that the Bible is an old book, like most of the things that they hear is things that the Bible teaches. Right. And so um, it's just worded differently, you know, just put in a different perspective. Right. But it's really the same concept. Right. The message of, uh, you know, be a good person, help each other out, love yourself, love everyone around you. Be kind for the most part. Mm -hmm. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Pretty straightforward. That's cool. Um, yeah. Is there anything else maybe you want to mention or, or bring up? Now that I'm thinking, I can't think of really. I have a ton of questions, but I don't want to hold <laughs> you on good. for too long because I'm trying to think of other stuff. I mean, really, the things that come to my mind anyway, if you have anything, stop me. But I think a lot of it has to do with the, the community and uh, the community as, as males because I think that needs to be addressed more at least from my perspective because i don't like i said time and time again i just don't meet a lot of males that are very like you said maybe ethical or responsible and things like that and i think that's something that i feel needs to be worked on more mm -hmm. you know and i feel that we are perhaps maybe not you know poster boys of it but i mean it's definitely a step in the direction that we're trying to head at least for myself because based on you know, what you do and what we're trying to achieve together uh, and in regards to like making the experience better for everyone, I think this is a, a step in the right direction, right? Um, so, so on that subject, I think it's just going back to um, like not shaming anybody for anything, you know, whatever, mm. whatever. We all have our things that we're working on, whether it's publicly known or not. Right. Right. Uh, but you know that that goes back to like being kind right even right. on social media even like i'll see comments i'll see posts right but even like those things have an influence in in people right and so if, yeah. if you have a male that is thinking about taking that direction of saying okay i need a change because you know i haven't been there for my 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 spouse and my kids right and yeah. now i need a change but then they go on social media and somebody's bashing it. It's like, you know, like in Spanish, we have a word called like mandilon, right? Like, oh, oh, yeah. Mandilon, 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 right? Mandilon. But, but now they're going to be like, well, I don't want to be a mandilon. So like, you know, <laughs> so now I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, right? Yeah, that's one. And so that itself can influence, even though it might just be a joke. But we don't know the struggles that people are having. So, um, I, I, you know, being kind, being uh, mindful of people's struggles, like when you talk to people like, hey, you know, like you know there's something maybe something's going on so maybe just kind of yeah. ease off on that yeah well it's tough you know because I, I i think a lot of us you know the latino community is also big on like being jokesters and pranksters and saying things that are kind of you know mean but it, it's a like i tell the guys it's like it's a term of endearment right like you get to this point where you're like it, you're just joking around but in a loving way in a loving fashion not really to be mean but just kind of like hey you know, hey, Pelon, what's going on? Yeah. You know, whatever. Well, that's different, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but, you know, but the, yeah. it's along that line, and then people yeah. get really offended. Like, hey, bro, you know, I didn't shave my head today. Yeah. I don't like this. You know, why are you telling me? You know, can't grow hair. Can't, oh, yeah, right. I can't grow hair. Why well, you keep bringing it up? Yeah. It's just about your comb. You know, yeah. people get upset. So, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. these are the things. But I, I, I totally understand it, and I think that's the hard part. Well, sometimes you know, when people talk to you about something, you know, like we have um, friends come over, or we'll go over friends, and we'll talk. And they'll, t they'll bring up subjects. They'll bring up something where they'll say, like, you know, hey, I've been going with the struggle. Yeah. And then, um, like, instead of being like, oh, that's so silly or that's that's so dumb, like, just get over it. Like, you know, just listening to them and validating their feelings, right? Right. And so yeah. I think that's what I'm, like, kind of more, like, emphasizing is that, you know, when, yeah. when a friend approaches you and ha is, is having that struggle, like, even right. if you don't understand, right. don't shut it down. Okay. 
Yeah, recognizing it, the mm-hmm. recognition of it. Yeah, man. All right. So, uh, with that being said, I think they're cutting us off now. I think that's Lex it. Is and, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I gotta go to lunch. Yeah. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's lunchtime. Perfect timing. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll set up another time to meet up. But I really appreciate it. This is uh, reframing modern medicine. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening, and we thank Five Diamond Group for letting us record in their office, Lex for helping us record this episode, and Isaac Ordonez for coming onto the podcast. If you would like to check out other episodes of our podcast, please visit our page on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. This is Alex signing off for Dr. Rivas. Thanks for listening and or watching the sixth episode of Reframing Modern Medicine, and we hope to see you again soon.